Hello and welcome to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast for Thursday, October 10th, 2019. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network and I am your host, Ian McLaren. This, of course, is a daily Boston Bruins podcast where we discuss all things spoke to be as well as take a look around the NHL. To keep up with the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, please follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Boston Bruins. And you can also find me on Twitter at Ian C. McLaren. Subscribe to Locked On Boston Bruins on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you listen to your podcasts. Please also rate and review. To kick off today's show, we're going to be previewing uh, tonight's game against the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, Coming up in a little bit, as we will do every Thursday, it's my NHL Top 5. Uh, kind of a, a quick power rankings of the, the top five NHL teams one week into the season. Uh, I need a new name for that. So if you have any suggestions, feel free to hit me up on Twitter. The top five just doesn't uh, have that pizzazz that I'm looking for. And then, of course, to end the show, we'll take a quick look around the NHL and some big storylines that are making news. But the first on the agenda is tonight's game against the Colorado Avalanche, where the Bruins take on the 2-0-0 Avalanche in Colorado. It should be a great game. Uh, As we've been talking about here on the podcast, the Bruins, of course, are uh, in the midst of a four-game Western Conference road trip to open up the season, a bit of an unorthodox start to the season. They have yet to play a game, obviously, at home and yet to play a game in the Eastern time zone. Uh, but for those of us on the East Coast, it will be a bit more manageable tonight as the game will be on at 9 p.m. Uh, Boston time as opposed to 10 p.m. Uh, the Vegas game the other night. But uh, again, the Colorado Avalanche are a one of the top teams in the Western Conference in my mind. I believe that they have the ability to challenge for top spot in the Central Division. Uh, they're led, of course, by Miko Rantanen who has four points so far in uh, the two games that the Colorado has played, three goals and one assist. Uh, Nathan McKinnon has three assists in two games. And then uh, Junas Donskoy, Gabriel Landeskog, they both have uh, two points as well to lead the way for the Avalanche. Uh, In net for the Avs is Philip Grubauer. You may remember him as the backup goaltender in Washington. Uh, He made the move over to uh, Colorado prior to last season in a, a trade that's uh, Brooks Orpik also sent to Colorado and uh, he was subsequently bought out and Grubara was sent kind of as the uh, sweetener in that deal, uh, which, and it's turned out to be a pretty nice sweetener for the Avs so far in the season. He's 2-0. Uh, he's allowed only five goals on 61 shots for a safe percentage of uh, 9.18. And uh, it looks like he is the kind of uh, top-flight goaltender that this team needs to back up a pretty talented core that, of course, uh, includes Rantanen, McKinnon, Landeskog up front, and then the likes of Kale McCarr, uh, Samuel Girard uh, on the back end. Uh, You may remember as well that the Avalanche now feature former Toronto Maple Leaf center Nazem Kadri. He's yet to record a point uh, with his new team. But obviously, there's some history there with the Bruins. Uh, You'll remember, of course, that he has been suspended 
the past two postseasons uh, in first-round matchups against the Bruins and uh, was unable to finish both series in which Boston went on to win in seven games. Uh, so there may be some residual bad blood hanging over there. Uh, we'll see how uh, he interacts with the Bruins as he maybe tries to make uh, a good impression with his new team, try to mix things up a little bit, and ultimately tries to get on the scoreboard for the first time. As I said, he's yet to record a point. Uh, he does have four shots on goal, uh, but has yet to record a point for the for the Avalanche. So we'll see if he can uh, get that first point with his new team against uh, familiar foes in the Boston Bruins. Uh, on the Boston side of things, uh, of course, the top line kind of broke out the other night in Vegas. And that means that Brad Marchand is your leading scorer so far with three goals and one assist through three games. David Pasternak with one goal, two assists through three games. And then uh, Tori Krug and Patrice Bergeron with two points each are the only other Bruins with uh, more than one point to their name. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if it's Halak or Rask uh, who goes tonight. Uh, so far, it's been Rask, Halak, then back to Rask. So we'll see if uh, Rask gets his first consecutive start of the season. Uh, so far, he's 2-0 with a save percentage of .937. Uh, Halak, of course, uh, had a shutout in his first game, which was played against the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, so either way, uh, we'll see if they give Halak the start to give... Rask the extra day of rest to get ready for the home opener back uh, against the New Jersey Devils on Saturday. Um, so yeah, Boston versus Colorado tonight. It should be a great game. Like I said, Colorado uh, is a very entertaining team. They're fun to watch. There's a new wrinkle with Kadri in the mix. Uh, you always want to see Ranton and McKinnon play whenever you get the chance. They're, they're highly entertaining. And um, they're also considered to be if not a Stanley Cup contender, then at least uh, expected to make the playoffs, challenge for top spot in the Central over the course of the regular season, and maybe win a round or two. Uh, they're probably a year or two away from true Stanley Cup contender status, as the, the blue line's a bit young and as, as they mature, but uh, they're a fun team to watch nonetheless. And uh, yeah, it should be a great game. So we'll check back tomorrow to see if we're talking about the 4-0 Bruins, or if we're talking about their first loss of the season. Either way, I think it's been a remarkable start to the season so far. I did not expect them to uh, to go 3-0-0 to start the season. It's, it's their best start in 18 years. The first time they've won three games on the road to begin a season. Uh, a split would have been great coming home off that uh, with a, this kind of road trip to begin. So the fact that they're guaranteed at least a 3-1 and one start to the season with uh, this Western Conference jaunt is, is great and very encouraging to see. Now before we move on, I want to talk to you for a moment about Vivid Seats. We all love a night out, whether it's going to see our favorite sports team or going to see our favorite band. With the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program, you can attend that concert or show of your choice and earn credit towards your next live event in the process. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all live events that you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row that you prefer, all in the Vivid Seats app. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app today. Fans are automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats loyalty program. 
That loyalty program allows you to earn credit back. With reward statuses ranging from MVP to Hall of Famer, you can earn from 10 to 16% credit on all purchases through the app. It's a 100% buyer guarantee from the biggest concerts and games to the hottest shows and more. Vivid Seats can provide it all. Download the app, join the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program today. Enter promo code POSTSEASON at checkout and receive a discount of up to $100. That's enter promo code POSTSEASON at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100 using the Vivid Seats app and you're automatically entered into the rewards loyalty program when you sign up. Now today is Thursday, like I said, October 10th. It's actually my dad's birthday, so dad, if you're listening, happy birthday. Hope you have a good one. As we do every Thursday on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, I'm going to break down my NHL Top 5, which is basically uh, a power rankings. We only have a handful of games to work with at this point, so sample size is obviously an issue, but um, yeah, here's who I think is the top five teams to start the season so far. And again, if you have a better name suggestion for the top five, feel free to at me on Twitter and uh, let me know if you have a better name. At LO underscore Boston Bruins or at Ian C. McLaren. Coming in at number five, I'm going to put our Boston Bruins. Like I said, they're 3-0-0 to start the season. Uh, they have won all those games on the road, which is very impressive, against uh, some pretty good teams in Dallas, Arizona, and Vegas. Uh, they do only have a plus-three goal differential, which uh, we'd like to see a bit more offense to this point, but they are, yeah, like I said, 3-0-0, one of only a handful of teams with uh, six or more points. Uh, and based on the fact that they are undefeated and have won those games on the road, I'm giving them the edge uh, over, say, Washington, who's got six points as well, but they're 2-0-2 and have a even goal differential. So our Boston Bruins, number five this week. Coming in at number four with a rather surprising 3-0-0 start of their own is the Anaheim Ducks. I was going to say Muddy Ducks, but that's obviously an old reference, but it'd be cool to see them rock those Muddy Ducks jerseys again at some point. Uh, the Ducks, yeah, they weren't expected to really do much this season. I don't think they are still, even after this great start. Uh, as we'll talk about in a couple of minutes, it's very much backed by uh, amazing goaltending from John Gibson, who's a superstar in net. Uh, but for the time being, they're 3-0-0. They've scored eight, given up three through three games. And uh, they, in my mind right now, are the... Uh, number four team in the NHL. Again, it's early. I wouldn't expect them to stay up there all season, but give them some credit on how they started the season perfectly. Coming in at number three is the Edmonton Oilers. Again, another team that was maybe thought to be a playoff bubble team, if in the playoffs at all. They missed last season. Of course, they do have Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, but they're always... Questions on the blue line, questions in net, and questions of depth. Um, we talked about James Neal the other day and how he has exploded for six goals through three games to start the season, setting a franchise record for the Oilers, which again is very impressive when you consider 
they do have Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, and they also have had Wayne Gretzky, Mark Messier, Yari Curry, um, all those legends in the past. So James Neal setting himself apart from those players to date. Um, yeah, the Oilers, you know, they're super fun to watch. If you get a chance to watch them, McDavid is always must-see. Dreisaitl is a superstar in his own right. And if they can continue to get um, scoring from James Neal, uh, you know, he, he is a proven scorer. It's not like this is coming out of nowhere. He struggled last season in Calgary, uh, whether it was lack of motivation or he didn't quite fit in. But anytime you get a chance to skate with McDavid and add a legit goal scorer to that wing, um, it's it's a bonus. So if uh, that line could continue to roll and they can get some some uh, depth scoring going, then uh, yeah, hopefully the Oilers will be back in the playoffs because anytime McDavid is not in the playoffs or not playing as much hockey as possible, I consider that to be a crime against hockey. So good on the Oilers for uh, surprising early on. Hopefully they can keep it going. Coming in at number two atop the Atlantic division, the surprising Buffalo Sabres. Uh, they are 3-0-1 to begin the season. They lead the NHL in goals four with 18 through four games. Uh, they have allowed 11, so that's a plus uh, seven goal differential, and that also leads the NHL. Um, the Sabres, I thought, would be improved this season. Uh, I was not sure about their goaltending. They did make some great improvements on the blue line, uh, and obviously Rasmus Dahlin and Jack Eichel are top-end talents. Um, they've been very exciting to start the season so far. Uh, they beat Montreal last night in overtime, I believe. And, uh, yeah, they're 3-0-1 to begin the season. Uh, it might be a bit too early to say that they're, you know, legit or that they're going to be a playoff team. But uh, very encouraging start to the season for the Sabres under new head coach Ralph Kruger. If you remember, Kruger was the head coach of the Team, what were they called? Team Europe or Team World at the World Cup a uh, few years ago. And they, of course, uh, advanced to the final against Canada. Uh, so he has the coaching acumen to, to get the most out of a group. And so far he's doing that with the Buffalo Sabres. Number one is the Carolina Hurricanes. They are a perfect 4-0-0. Uh, they have a plus six goal differential, which is uh, good for second uh, behind the Sabres. They beat up on the Panthers in their last game, winning six to three. And um, yeah, they are just rolling right now. They uh, are a deep and talented team at uh, both forward and on defense. Uh, they have, of course, oh man, I say of course a lot, don't I? I'll try to cut that out. They say uh, they added Jake Gardner on defense. Uh, they were able to retain Sebastian Ajo, matching the offer made by the Canadians, which uh, they were smart to target him, but not smart enough to craft a deal that the Hurricanes would not match. And uh, even James Reimer, who came over from Florida in the offseason, he pitched in a win as well. So they're getting uh, solid goaltending from both Mrazic and James Reimer. Um, I have the Hurricanes coming out of the Eastern Conference and advancing to the Cup Final this year. 
So that pick is looking pretty good so far. Now, the thing with early season power rankings is that uh, you always have to look at the kind of underlying stats. And one of the more important ones is PDO. For those of you unfamiliar with PDO, it's basically uh, adding shooting percentage and save percentage. And the idea is that both of those numbers combined should eventually uh, regress to 100. Uh, you're basically looking at around 90% save percentage, 10% shooting percentage, and that's kind of the average uh, for all 31 teams. If you have a sky-high PDO, it means you are uh, been pretty lucky so far. You either have a, a very high shooting percentage or a very high save percentage, and one of those is likely to drop at some point. If you have a very low save percentage, or sorry, a very low PDO, it means you're either not getting those saves or you're not finding the back of the net uh, quite yet, and that should improve over time as well as things kind of level off. So with that said, two teams in our top five this week with the most uh, concern PDO-wise would be the Anaheim Ducks and the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, the Ducks uh, currently at 5-on-5 five five have a 971 save percentage. Their shooting percentage is down at 10.94, uh, which means their PDO is at 108.04, which is very high. Uh, and again, that save percentage should drop at some point, and uh, that could mean a, a quick cooling off to their hot start. The Oilers, on the other hand, their save percentage is around 90.28, but their shooting percentage is through the roof at 15.79, and that's uh, due in large part to James Neal's explosion. I think he alone, his shooting percentage is around 50% or 45%, so that's likely to drop. Um, so keep an eye on those numbers. Uh, Anaheim save percentage, Edmonton shooting percentage, likely not sustainable, and therefore they uh, could drop a bit in uh, the near future. At the other end of the spectrum, you have the San Jose Sharks with a league low PDO of 91.06. Their shooting percentage is at 4.76, save percentage 86.3. Uh, so they're kind of getting stiffed on both of those categories. Um, and uh, that should rise again uh, sometime in the near future, I would think. A team of interest for uh, Bruins fans to watch out for is the Florida Panthers. Their PDO is 93. Uh, they have a very low shooting percentage, 3.75, and a, a very low safe percentage at 89.29, which is surprising considering they signed Sergei Bobrovsky in the offseason. He's gotten off to a rough start with his new team. Uh, the offense is struggling. So once Bobrovsky finds his bearings and uh, the offense gets going as it should, they have uh, quite a few uh, very talented offensive players uh, in the system there. So that should rise as well, and that might uh, put a damper on Buffalo's hot start. Uh, you also need to look at uh, Corsi percentages, which, uh, as I explained the other day, it's kind of a, a share of the shot attempts that a team has for and against uh, for the season. The Washington Capitals have a, a league-leading 
uh, Corsi percentage of 59.4. That's at five on five play, which means that they're getting almost uh, 60% of the share of shot attempts uh, per on average over the course of their first four games, which is, um, which is excellent. The flyers are also there at 58.43. And then interestingly enough, uh, the Panthers also are third in the NHL with 56 uh, Corsi 4 percentage. So they're getting the attempts. Uh, they're just not getting um, the goals, and they're not getting the saves, which means the Panthers, if you add it all up between their shot attempts, their save percentage, and their shooting percentage, um, something has to give very soon, and either the offense will break out one day, or they'll start getting those saves from Bobrovsky and uh, they should be much more competitive as the season goes on, I would think. Uh, just seeing who their next game is against. They play actually Friday uh, in Buffalo, so that should be a, a game to keep an eye on for Bruins fans to see uh, if the Sabres are legit, if the Panthers can break out of their early season funk because uh, something has to give uh, both of those situations uh, soon, like I said. So that'll be a game to keep an eye on Friday night. So that's a wrap on the top five. Just to recap, we have Boston at number five, Anaheim number four, Edmonton number three, Buffalo number two, Carolina number one. Coming up next, we'll take a quick look around the NHL at some storylines uh, before wrapping up and uh, looking forward again to Boston at Colorado tonight. There were only three games in the NHL on uh, Wednesday evening, but in case you missed it, Carter Hart got his first NHL shutout uh, in a win for the Philadelphia Flyers over the New Jersey Devils. Um, the New Jersey Devils, despite some impressive additions in the offseason, they're not looking too great to begin the season, but Carter Hart is. Uh, it appears as though the Philadelphia Flyers may actually have a goalie, which like I said on Twitter last night, it may be a sign of the end times because, we, as we all know, their search for goalie uh, has been an ongoing thing for for years now. But uh, Carter Hart looks legit. He got his first NHL shutout. And uh, if they do have that goaltending, then they may be a team that uh, surprises this year. Uh, he made one save in particular off Taylor Hall on a five-on-three situation that the Flyers were killing. Uh, Hall had a glorious opportunity, and Hart was just able to get uh, the silver tips of his trapper on the puck and keep it out. So, um, yeah, really, really great performance for him, and it'll be interesting to see if he can keep it going. Um, Patrick Marlowe set to make his debut with the San Jose Sharks against the Chicago Blackhawks on Thursday, kind of his return to his old team where he played for, de not decades, uh, for years, and um, spent a couple years with Toronto, but he's back with uh, back with the Sharks. Corey Perry could be close to making his debut with the Stars. They need some offense, so that would be uh, good to see him back in the lineup for them. Uh, and I should also mention that uh, with the Ducks, Dallas Eakins uh is back in the NHL in case you forgot. He's their head coach this year. Uh, he didn't really get a, a fair shake in Edmonton. Uh, he wasn't able to take the job in Toronto as many thought he should have after uh, 
successfully coaching the Marlies for a number of years. Uh, so he's back with the Ducks, and they're off to a great start, um, which is cool to see. And also, one more thing this morning, I saw that Julius Honka, a restricted free agent with the Dallas Stars, he has signed in Finland, but he does have an out clause, uh, which means if he signs before December 1st, he can return to the NHL. If he doesn't sign by that time, he'll be locked into his deal in Finland and will play out the season there. Uh, very talented uh, defenseman who hasn't really uh, grabbed a spot with the Stars. I believe he's asked for a trade, um, and he's a very highly attractive uh, yeah, trade uh, chip for the Stars, I believe, despite uh, the standoff and his lack of uh, establishing himself as a uh, top six defenseman to this point in his career. But it'll be interesting to see if uh, he's traded and uh, where he lands, uh, if indeed the Stars decide to go that route. Checking in on the leading scorers in the NHL right now. Let's update that, and you will see that Mika Zibanejad continues to lead with... Uh, Eight points through two games, which is insane. Uh, Connor McDavid also has eight points through three games to to uh, match Zibanejad. Then we have Anthony Mantha, Jack Eichel, Rasmus Dahlin, Leon Dreisaitl, all with uh, seven points apiece. So you can see there, Dreisaitl, McDavid powering the Oilers to their great start with James Neal coming in. At six points with six goals uh, right behind. And then Darlene and Eichel uh, really fueling the Sabres hot start as well. Uh, so, yeah, that's a quick look around the NHL. Again, Boston Bruins versus the Colorado Avalanche tonight. Uh, should be a very fun game to watch. You can find me on Twitter at ENC McLaren. i am be uh, tweeting throughout the game as uh, the Bruins look to improve their Record to 4010. You can f- follow the show at LO underscore Boston Bruins. I'll be tweeting from there as well. This is the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We also have a Locked On NHL show, which will be debuting. So keep an eye out for that as well. You'll want to subscribe to that and check that out. Uh, follow, yeah, follow the show on Twitter and please subscribe to Locked On Boston Bruins wherever you find your podcasts. Again, my name is Ian McLaren. Thank you for listening, and I will talk to you all again tomorrow.